Welcome to the Startup Conviction Podcast, where I interview early stage founders about their startup's value proposition and the strength of their conviction. I'm your host, Darian Parrish, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, we have Sabello, the co-founder of Creditize. Sabello, thank you so much for joining. Could you tell the listeners what Creditize is and why you decided to start the company? Uh, thank you so much, Darian. Um, so Creditize is a company or a tech startup uh, that uses alternative data, very specifically smartphone metadata and machine learning to credit score small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, the reason why we started uh, this business was that um, we've had small and medium-sized businesses in the past, we being my co-founder and I, and um, we found that there was this funding gap um, that you know, uh, was not being fulfilled and so we figured it best to build something to solve this problem. That's great. It's it's always nice when an entrepreneur experiences the problem themselves and then sets out to solve it. Let's let's move into why you think uh, you're going to be able to compete against the the large companies that already serve the space. Um, obviously, you've seen the need, and it's not being served um, to to the appropriate level because otherwise, um, you know, you wouldn't have been having the negative experience or problem, but. You know, a lot of these larger incumbents have many resources. How do you compete as a startup? Hmm, I think, um, yeah, without doubt, the larger incumbents uh, did initially pose a threat. But when we sat down and realized that uh, building a solution such as ours on the fringes, if you will, um, was number one, a lot quicker, a lot more affordable, and just um, in, in one sentence, a lot less of a headache than it would take for them to actually build it. Then, you know, we found that we could um, partner instead of compete with uh, the incumbents. In fact, uh, we're having some very, very advanced conversations with um, some of the uh, more well-known um, uh, credit scoring companies. So yeah, it's, it, we found it to be quite symbiotic. That's great. And I think uh, as we think more about the tech stack and how, you know, your, your software technology actually works, Let's let's maybe dive in a bit and understand why is it different than what those large credit score agencies that you mentioned uh, you might partner with are already doing. Mm, um, so I have to say this out loud. We work very closely with uh, IBM. We built our solution on the tech stack and have received some funding from uh, that organization. Um, the single biggest differentiator that we have to incumbents is that we use non-financial data um, when financial data is not available. Uh, which really, really makes a, a huge difference. We then become, uh, for lack of a better term, a psychographic analyst that's able to then say, um, uh, business X has a probability of Y um, uh, of paying back a particular loan. So uh, the fact that we use non-financial data really sets us apart. Really sets us apart. Great. And uh, let's make sure we go through the user journey or, or customer persona here, because we, we've mentioned these SMBs or small and medium businesses. Uh, but if you're using smartphone data, doesn't that maybe indicate that there's some sort of level of personal information there that's maybe supporting the business data rather than the actual business data? Maybe you can talk us through that. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's, it would be opportune to share. That's why we, we worked very closely with IBM. Their purchase of Red Hat OpenShift allows us to localize the solution to uh, whichever domicile uh, a particular individual is in. So one of the first things that we really looked at in depth was privacy. Uh, we understand that GDPR in Europe uh, was quite prevalent in South Africa. Uh, we have the likes of uh, the POPIA, uh, Protection of Personal Information Act, um, and others that um, have become uh, law. 
Um, it's incredibly important that uh, we get express permission from each and every director of um, the, the business that we're scoring before we do uh, proceed with um, a, 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 a creating a scorecard. So essentially what we do is we um, realize that the, the, the uh, biggest determinant of a business's success or failure or rather ability to pay back a loan is the performance of said directors. So we aggregate um, uh, a score for the two or three or more directors of the small and medium-sized businesses to be able to provide um, uh, an indication with 86% accuracy of um, whether or not they'll be able to pay back a loan and how much they'll be able to repay back comfortably. And just to clarify for the people who have maybe run a business before and have had to go through the, the loan process, is this some, something where you don't require any personal guarantee by the directors or executives? That's correct, yes. Uh, but of course, the nature of the loan may be different. Uh, how we provide our solution is through the form of an API. So we work with these third parties. I remember earlier I mentioned that uh, we've got symbiotic uh, relationships with incumbents. Uh, we provide then um, uh, an API, a single line of code that can then be integrated into pre-existing applications. That way they have um, an, the ability now to score people using uh, alternative data. Great. And, and maybe you can share a little bit about what the uh, metadata being used is. Uh, maybe any of the factors you're willing to share, maybe there's too many to go over, but what is the premise of uh, why you think uh, this metadata is more useful in, in predicting things about uh, the performance? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. I think um, uh, it was uh, Deming who said uh, not too long ago that uh, in God we trust or else uh, everybody else brings data. Um, when we're able to look at very different data points, um, we, have, uh, we, we become privy to uh, just having a much richer uh, picture of um, uh, the, 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 the applicants that we are scoring. Um, to answer your question in, in one sentence, um, yes, we use everything from GPRS, uh, SMS data, um, uh, and uh, contacts, etc. In, in fact, there are over 30,000 data points that we look at, of which 700 um, have a heavy enough um, weighting for us to consider uh, for our uh, scoring methodology. So, um, yeah, in, in conclusion, it's really um, the fact that we look at many diverse um, uh, data points that, um, you know, give us a much more full picture of uh, the people that uh, we're scoring. That gives us a bit of an edge. Great. And uh, without getting too in-depth into the, the actual machine learning models you're using, maybe let's just talk about the volume of data. And if you see that as something where, where have you trained on sufficient, um, sufficiently large data uh, that you're confident that you know there isn't um, feature sensitivity or things uh, of that nature to where uh, you, know, you, you can really say that this is something that provides a statistical advantage over you know, other models or um, do you see data as a competitive advantage for you? Yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, very, very large data sets, uh, very specifically the first uh, incarnation of the solution we built off of 10 years of transactional loan data. Uh, we were able to then back test. And of course, you take said model out into the world and uh, realize that there were some inherent something biases that you have to kind of uh, uh, work on. So yeah, we've, we've, we've um, uh, I'd say, proven our hypotheses. Of course, would require a much longer time period to uh, supersede 
uh, incumbent scoring methodologies, but we definitely have a significance that is worth uh, considering for um, especially DFIs um, who have a much, uh, DFIs of course being uh, development funding institutions who have a mandate to, to uh, lend to or you know, give money to um, uh, 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 businesses that are um, for all intents and purposes slightly more risky than, than um, uh, the traditional ones. So what we really try and do is uh, we want to facilitate upward mobility. So uh, it will be smaller tickets uh, more often than not. And um, yeah, we've done so with um, a very, very high uh, guinea. And uh, to be a little bit more specific on the, the types of models, um, we've been very, very intentional of making sure that our models are, are explainable. So of course, yes, we will have um, the odd deep neural network, but all the coefficients are explainable. That's great. And I appreciate you articulating that. I think that's been a lot of, uh, you know, the concern over the past uh, five years or decade is explainable AI. And um, I think, you know, it, it's valid. And uh, there's some larger public markets companies here in the US that are getting traction with AI uh, lending like Upstart. Uh, and uh, they do it in the consumer space and they, they partner with banks. And I think this partnership with incumbents, I think it, it can be a very good model. You're still potentially a threat. You're, you're still disrupting. What gave you the conviction early on to say, you and your co-founders to say, we're going to start this company. Uh, we don't know if we'll, we'll get you know, squashed by the incumbents. We don't know if we'll be able to partner. There's a lot of uncertainty, but we think this is just that important that we need to solve that. What, what did that feel like to you and, and what gave you that confidence? Yeah, sure. Um, and I think probably uh, this is where, you know, um, the rubber meets the road. Our previous business, um, you know, we had developed some mesh networking capabilities, literally an application that would allow us to send and receive data packets. So we got to see, you know, what was, uh, of, of course, with permission, uh, what was on the kernel uh, layer. And we were thinking, gosh, there's so much more that we can do uh, with all of that information. So we built uh, the solution uh, and tried to find uh, funding from the traditional means. And we didn't quite win. So we did what anybody does. We packed up our bags and went to San Francisco, um, got into an accelerator called Founder Space, spent a month there and raised um, our, actually it ended up being a seed round from uh, a Draper fund. So we realized that, gosh, there is capital seeking alpha, uh, but it's, it's very difficult to deploy it. So that gave us the real, uh, I suppose, uh, impetus to, 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 to uh, pursue this um, in earnest. So. Um, what with the banks, of course, um, considering it's, uh, well, it's, at least in our uh, location, more a, a vitamin and not a painkiller, um, we just got them to turn the corner by saying uh, we can help them reduce their non-performing loans. Um, above and beyond that, uh, increase um, a, a bank's loan book, which is quite considerable. Uh, we're able to, um, it has to be said, sell uh, the solution. And um, thereafter, we're in the process of proving their efficacy. I think uh, there's nothing much sweeter than ROI um, in the sales process. Yeah, I, I can't agree with that more. I think uh, proving and showing that there's ROI is, is more challenging, right? Um, because you need to do that over time. And I think it's, it's sort of like building trust. Uh, you can have the numbers, but doesn't mean everyone believes them initially. And you build that trust over time and, and that credibility. Um, the other thing you mentioned, I think that's so important is um, you're solving a problem that helps small, medium-sized businesses. And it, you know, it's really doing a service to 
uh, help you know foster innovation, um, help help uh, diversify and um, create a more decentralized approach to um, success. And so I, I really think that's interesting. I really appreciate it. Uh, where can users or potential customers um, find more about credit? Find out more about Creditize. Okay, so we've been uh, actively working stealthily. Um, as you can imagine, I think you said it in the beginning that there are uh, potential competitors who have way deeper pockets than ours, uh, infinitely more resources. We just had to uh, work on our strengths, which were speed and um, yeah, just capability. We didn't have anywhere near as much bureaucracy as any of them. So uh, we went about it quite stealthily. Um, but by the time this um, podcast is uh, published, which I'm, I'm assuming will be before the 1st of July, uh, you can go to creditize.com uh, uh, where you will be able to um, actually interact with the solution. That's great. Well, uh, Sabello, thank you so much for joining. Uh, really looking forward to the future of Creditize. Uh, and hopefully all the listeners will go and check you out and um, maybe some more investors will, will be headed your way as well.